messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. I am a dog. My name is Andrew Walsh. I am a host, and I have a co-host here with me. Her name is Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. I am a host. I am a host. Give me your money. (laughs) Uh, What's coming up today? Well, you remember last week, we just kind of looked at commercials that we've been watching on TV and it ended up being kind of a love fest of just stuff that we all we both really liked. Yeah, I only had two commercials on that list that I didn't like and we decided to skip them because we didn't want to be all negative on such a happy day. Yes, but as you know, uh, this is a podcast that explores the full range of the human heart and human emotions. So uh, today we're going to kind of look at the other side of the coin, just some things that we've been seeing lately that are not so awesome. When you say um, the entire spectrum of human emotion, essentially just love and hate, though. Nothing really in between, right? What else is there? I don't know. Those are the only emotions I can even feel. Not unlike the flyover states, it's I real, hear it's there's very, something in between. It's but very I, <laughs> weird at work. <laughs> yeah, I'll, the fact that you have a job is amazing, knowing, <laughs> knowing that. Um, and then we will check in with the ad council, yes, as we always and somebody do. somebody sent us a jingle that I am in love with. Really? Yes. You're in love with the um, original with the jingle? jingle or I'm in love the, with the jingle singer. I might leave you for this singer really yes it's it's just great it's a guy it's a man just curious who you're leaving me for (laughs) it's not a boy (laughs) all right well let's get into these commercials that we hate All right, now, we're not going to start with the two commercials that we held over from last week. I'm going to wait a little bit later in the show because those are the only two ads that I'm really here to talk about today, and I want to get a full head of steam when I get to them. Sure, yeah, you want to just be like seeing red by the time we get to those. Because a lot of people write in and say that's the best part of the show when Andrew is so angry with a commercial that he becomes apoplectic and he forgets what words mean. Right. Yeah, so more of that. So what do you want to start with? Well, let's start with one that's sort of a surprise considering that last week we actually talked about um, a commercial from the same broad, at least from the same product, if not the exact same campaign. This is a TurboTax ad. um, And TurboTax, of course, is, is in, you know, full campaign mode because it's tax season and they're they're trying to get everybody to use their product and they have a a variety of sort of different you know nuances to their products like this thing is intuit this thing is absolute zero like i don't really know or care what any of those um valences mean but i really loved the ad we talked about last week where the woman goes in the closet she's afraid it's like a horror movie and then she comes out and sees that there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a little cute dancing teddy bear. And it's kind that of, just keeps awkwardly dancing for like seven and a half minutes. Right. And it's kind of, I think it's a good message about taxes, right? Like we all dread doing our taxes. A lot of us really 
kind of put it off until the last minute. And TurboTax is trying to send the message that it's not that scary if you use their product. I think it's a great, a great pitch. And I thought it was well executed in a funny, offbeat kind of way. But they are doing another set of commercials around a product called Absolute Zero, which I guess is like their guarantee that if you use whatever whatever thing that they are selling, um, you actually will not have to pay any money. I probably would just do that is federal. so sketchy. Well, it's always been the the way it's always been is you you pay nothing to do your federal taxes normally, and then you pay a little bit usually to do your state taxes. So oh oh, they're promising that you won't have to pay to use the service, not that you won't have to pay the government when right. all said and done. No. Oh, I thought they were saying use our service. We'll we'll monkey around with those numbers until you pay. No nothing. no, they're saying it'll be free to do your taxes. Oh. So, which has basically always been the case for tax software if you want to just do the basic package. So why I don't like these is that the one with the closet and the teddy bear was like, it had a scary element to it, but it ended on a, on like a very light joke. These are really dark. Some of them are dark, like in a light life endangering kind of way. Some of them are dark and like, uh, just a grim grim story about somebody's terrible life i know these commercials let's play this first one here because then there's a second one that is on the edge of my brain that i can't remember there's about four or five of them in the campaign um in one which some of which i won't play but in some of them like a car lands on a mechanic and he's basically cut in half but he's like cheerfully you can still see his head and he's like cheerfully like Oh, well, at least my taxes are free. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one. I saw the other one that you put in here that I haven't seen. But I know there's another one airing. That there's we're one like- where like a guy has a swordfish stuck through him. And, hmm. and and that one's kind of like, it's gross. But he he's, he's I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. Well, part of what makes these two that we're going to l- listen to in a minute here so bad is that the person who's experiencing the horror, the horrible thing is horrified. Sometimes people experience horrible things in commercials, but they laugh it off. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's cartoonish. But in these two, they aren't. It, it's such a horrifying event and, and nobody's laughing, basically. So why don't you play this first yeah, one? Yeah, let's play this first one. So if I'll, I'll start to set it up and you can just tag in whenever you want. This is the hospital one, right? And we see a woman giving birth. Is this correct? Or she has just given birth? She's just given birth. She's holding the newborn baby. Um, there's a doctor sitting kind of behind her so the doctor's in the shot and then sitting near her at her bedside is what appears to be her husband who's cooing over his new baby oh he's so beautiful and it should be noted here i'll pause it that the baby unlike either of the two parents has bright red hair okay and just like that the woman the mother turns to the door of her hospital room and a man, another man comes in holding like pink balloons and a teddy bear. And he also has bright red hair. So clearly this, her husband or the person who thinks he's the father of the baby has thought he's the father of the baby is not the father of the baby. And he just kind of does a double take and he uh, looks like, hor- like you said, like kind of horrified, terrified. Uh, he looks at the man he looks at his wife i don't think he says anything no the only person who speaks is the doctor or nurse who's in the shot and she says to the to the husband who's just found out that he's not the father 
At least your taxes are free. Intuit TurboTax. So this horrible thing is happening to you. You realize that your wife has been cheating on you. This baby is not yours. And the, the doctor says, at least your taxes are free. Yeah. Which, that's not a funny joke, is it? I mean, am I being too... St- it doesn't seem tonally correct. No, this you and I are on the same page on this. That's why we flagged it. It just seems like you watching us. Well, first of all, this is maybe a dumb assessment, but it also just doesn't make sense. Let's just say this woman has been having this affair with the red-haired guy. Right. He would at least know the score, right? Like, he wouldn't come visit her in the hospital. Yeah, why it's clearly does, been why an does illicit he affair. seem... Why is he showing up with balloons and a teddy bear for a baby that he knows is his, but he also knows that what he's doing is, like, supposed to be illicit, like, the, the husband doesn't know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, every, anyway, everybody's, but putting that aside, everybody's tone is off here. It, it It raises more questions than it answers, and it's all to get to the joke of, like, Oh, this this guy's been cheated on and now his whole life's exploded. And that's kind of the level at which all of these at least your taxes are free commercials go to. They they take this the punchline of the scenario, this really grim, extreme place. Why don't you play this next one? It's called Cruise. I want to say one other thing, though, about that last one, that in case it sounds like we're overreacting to it, it's also just produced kind of darkly. Um, Literally, the lighting isn't like super bright, especially when you see the guy in the doorway. It just has a dark vibe about it that maybe is not coming off 100% here, just hearing the audio. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a big part of it. Like the performances and the production and all of it is produced like it's really grim and sad. It's not like, I mean, when the Pop-Tarts, granted that's a cartoon, but you know, when the Pop-Tarts like get tricked into jumping into the toaster, like it's sad for the Pop-Tarts, but... It's all done with a level of playfulness that is 100% absent here. Well, I also think those are too dark. But okay, so here's the next one. So um, there's a bunch of people on a cruise ship. I watched this, right? I hadn't seen this before you put it on the list, but I watched it a second ago, right? There's a group of friends on a cruise ship. Yes, and one person is telling a story, and he steps back too quickly and just falls over the side of the ship. And as he's calling for help... His friends have nothing to say to him except that his taxes are for free. And one thing I will point out is it's not a cartoonish cartoonish sort of fall over the side of the ship. The camera angle is not on the ship for the fall. It's actually outside the ship. So you really get a sense of how tall this cruise ship is. And it looks like he's falling from a real, really tall building. It's actually a pretty interesting angle, but it's... It's probably quite realistic, It's not very... It's not shot in a funny way. It's shot in a pretty horrifying way. This car came out, and I had to jump out of the way. (laughs) Hey! At least your taxes are free. What? With TurboTax Absolute Zero, at least your taxes are free. You're throwing a rope to me? No, no, no. At least your taxes are free. Oh, that is a silver lining. He gets it. Wait, did that was sunset last night. I did. That, that got me. That made me giggle a little bit. It that he, that he laughs it off at the end. Yeah, even kinda. though he's drowning. He maybe says, it's just oh, that, that is that's a silver lining. Maybe it's just that that's a particularly horrifying. Uh, like fear of mine is the idea of like being of falling off of a ship and being left. That's a fear of yours. I mean, I find it. That's to why be... we can't go on any cruise ships. <laughs> That's not why we can't go on cruises. Um, no, but I like I find that especially horrifying. Yeah. Whereas, like a guy, 
that like because he is being left for dead. The other two that I've seen in this campaign, one with like a guy who gets a swordfish stuck through his chest and one that's like the guy who gets crushed by the car, like that in those the violence is more is so cartoonish that it I don't like them, but it's at least like very clear that the violence mm-hmm. is not is not, you know, real violence. But this one, the violence feels like pretty real. Now, I want to come back to what you said. We got to move on off of this because we have a lot to get to. And we're spending too much time on these. But I feel like the one with the dancing bear, it ends on a better note. But when you played that for me and I saw it for the first time on last week's show, I was shocked at how dark it was. And yes, it ends on kind of a funny note. You have nothing to be afraid of. But the woman is still like just awkwardly staring at this dancing bear. It's definitely dark. I'll bet. I mean, it must be part of the same campaign. Yeah, they're all done by Whedon and Kennedy. And they're all new this year. Yeah. So you, so they really all, were made as a package. They're made as a package. I mean, from all the uh, research I could find, they're all made by the same agency. Um, so same creatives, presumably. Um, I guess it's all sort of of a piece, like taking a dark looking at it through a dark lens but some of these just miss the mark for me so badly like they're they're really grim and they're shot in a grim way and they leave me with a bad feeling mm. and that at the end of the day is kind of where i think a lot of a lot of edgier commercials fail is like if they leave me with a bad feeling now i will be honest i will probably use actually i think i use tax act i just use whatever's like Whoever you go to the government website and it suggests one. That's what I usually, I usually just did. go like whoever I used last year will usually send me an email around, you know, probably around now saying like, hey, you know, we've still got all your records from last year. Do you want to like do your taxes again? I'm not paying taxes anymore. I'm snipesing it. Does your employer that withholds your from your pet tip, your taxes from your paycheck know that's your new policy? I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> the way I look at it, this will never you know the catch problem up with that, You know that Wesley Snipes didn't go to jail because he forgot to file his tax returns. He went because he forgot to pay his actual taxes. Right. You're not forgetting. There's no way you can forget to pay your taxes unless you're an, you know, an independent business. I won't forget. I'll just not pay them. But you I'm are. Saying. I'm saying like you are paying them. Your employer is withholding. Oh, right. Oh, right, like you right, don't, right. You don't pay your taxes when you do your tax returns. Yes. Usually, though, as I do an, have a bunch of side gigs. A, but sometimes. this time I don't, I don't think. Anyway, now we're really just talking about my taxes. So let's move on. Hey, here's a commercial that we've never or a brand that we've never hated on before. Chevy? Well, I know this is very low-hanging fruit um, and an easy punchline, but I, we hate this new Chevy Focus Group ad so much that I thought. Oh I would God, is it. this the one on the freeway? On the freeway. Oh, criminy man! How do they make the worst commercials in the world worse? I. I'm good getting, question. Getting fired well, up. actually, I, I've got some answers because oh, this is the this is an interview with um, the creative team behind this campaign, which has been going on for 25 months, by the way. Um, or at least at, at the time of this interview, which was last May, so May of 2017. Bad commercials are like babies. We count them in months, right. not years. Um, so basically, the these Chevy ads, everyone I've ever talked to, everyone I've ever met, everyone I've ever watched TV with when one has come on has had something bad to say about it. But according to this article, love them or hate them, Chevy's real people, not actors ads are not going anywhere. Oh, great. The marketers convinced they are working. And it's hard to ignore the evidence. One of the spots for the Chevy Malibu recently won the first ever Automotive Tech Ad of the Year Award from Nielsen. 
And meanwhile, Chevy parent General Motors last week reported its first quarter profits surged 34% thanks to strengthening the North American market. So something is working for them. Which one in particular won the Nielsen? Um, the one for the Chevy Malibu. I'm not sure which oh, one I, that but is. But it's just one of those, probably one of the more generic. They're in a big warehouse. Probably. Um, What's wrong with Nielsen? Well, I don't know what they like about these. Why don't you play play this one and then I'm gonna we'll talk about it a little bit and I'll read you some more of these quotes about why they're sticking with this campaign. So this is the one on the freeway, right? It's the usual thing. You have the douchey McDouche face. Uh, is that his name? No, I can't well, remember the real name. His real name is Potched, which is not a name. Boyd. P O T C P O T S C H yeah. Boyd. Potch Boyd. Potch Boyd. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm just going to say things. And then we'll figure out what we'll we'll leave in later. Um, And, you know, he's got a bunch of, like, real people, not actors around. uh, And he's going to surprise them. He's going to... In this one, I don't know if he shows them a car, how it works. But in most of these, of course, he will um, get the reaction from the people about some car. And then sometimes they're surprised to find out it's a Chevy. Sometimes he surprises them in other ways. Here they are all sitting on a freeway there's a bunch of traffic whizzing by but clearly they um either like shut down the section of the highway for this commercial or maybe this is one of those like areas of the interstate where the the exit is still being built yeah it looks like they're on some sort of on or off ramp so it could be they shut shut down down. they probably shut down the off ramp for filming which is also pisses me off have you ever had car trouble in a place like this Yes, and it was like the worst experience of my life. When I get into my car, I want to know it's going to get me from point A to point B. Well, then I have some good news. Chevy's the only brand to receive J.D. Power Dependability Awards for cars, trucks, and SUVs two years in a row. Current qualified competitive lessees can get this 2018 Chevy Malibu. Does he come back or can I just talk over I this I think that's, that's pretty much the end. I know this is um, ir- like kind of an irrational thing, um, but for real, I hate those commercials anyway, but the fact that they probably shut down traffic, especially because it looks like these are shot in LA yeah. infuriates me. Yeah. Just infuriates me. And I, I don't know why. I mean, it's because I hate them. Well, let me read you some about some things about why they're so uh, enthused about this campaign. Um, so this is the, the interviewer. Your sibling brand at GM, Buick, is also trying to shatter perceptions with its that's a Buick marketing Oh, God, <laughs> I hate those. A, yeah, those are bad, too. <laughs> How is Chevy's approach different? Um, And he says, they are battling a negative perception in the marketplace in that Buick was traditionally for older people, whereas our job is to really break apart apathy for the Chevy brand. Basically, that's what they're dealing with. Everyone's like, eh, about Chevy. You know, people dislike Chevys. (laughs) People dislike Buicks. They don't think about Chevys. What do you think about Chevys? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Would you say the campaign is working? Why would you say the campaign is working? And uh, this guy's named Edward something. What's his name? He's with the marketing firm or the um, advertising agency? It's Chevrolet U.S. marketing VP Paul Edwards. Um, and then also the their Commonwealth McCann chief creative officer, Gary Pasco. So this is Edwards, the, the Chevy guy. Okay. It's This is why the campaign is so great. It's young at heart. We don't take ourselves too seriously. The experiments are enjoyable to watch. What? Hard disagree. What in your... Hard disagree there, Paul. I see you have some other notes. I don't want to blow up your spot, but you have a funny note that I can see that you wrote in really big black ink on this article you're reading from. Can I say what your note says well, and you let, can explain it? Let me, right. let me read what I said. Uh, so the, the question is, this focus group style ad approach has been around forever. 
some people might say it's old fashioned. What is your reaction to that? Uh, and he says, it's less of a focus group than it is getting real people to react to Chevrolet in a variety of different environments and a variety of different circumstances. That is the definition <laughs> of a fucking focus group. And that is what it you says. You Nimrod. In, in scrawled marker on the article. I mean, oh God, it's just so dumb. Like, What is this one? Here, let me just... Um, I got to apologize. I, I feel like this show, we're combining kind of a negative show with also kind of low energy. I don't know how you're feeling, but like we've both just been working a lot. So I hope that this is not, not uh, painful energy. for everybody. Okay. Well, I am definitely low energy. Let me, um, let me inject some energy, at least for me, by playing this other Chevy ad you yeah. have queued up here. Now, what is the setup on this? I don't even know oh, what this, this is. This one just made me mad because it was like, it was like so performative in its masculinity. It's the premise is like, Every guy talks about how powerful his truck is in a different way, but they all mean the same thing. Oh, yeah, the truck ones are the worst. Oh, snap. Every truck guy has their own way of conveying powerful. Yeah, boy. Kind of looks like a monster coming to eat you. Holy smokes. That is awesome. Strong. You got the basic and you got the beefy. I just think it looks mean. Incredible. No way. Start your year off. Oh my god! Yeah, no. Are you guys talking about trucks? Or are you talking about something else? Right. Um, the I do like about this thing about the interview. So we've talked about these focus group and how fake how fake these focus groups that are actually commercials absolutely have to be. And to his credit, the interviewer uh, really tries to drill down on these guys about like, come on, these people must recognize this you know posh yeah. guy and like yeah. they've been around for so long. Like, how are you not? Like, clearly they know they're going to be in commercials. Like, stop lying. And they keep he keeps asking and asking, like, um, don't people walk in and recognize the moderator? Oh, no, you'd think it would happen, but hardly anybody ever does. We go to great lengths to make these feel like, to make these feel like as these people, God, this guy can't talk. We go at length to really make these feel like as these people are coming in and that it's a true focus group. Verbatim. Um we have street teams. We send them out looking for people. We tell them it's for market research. There's a fake setup where they show up, sign in. All the production crew has T-shirts that say market research on it, which is so <laughs> hilarious to me. Get me one of those T-shirts. <laughs> it's kind of an elaborate ruse, if you will. And then he, the, the reporter... Potch Boyd is dressed up in like, <laughs> as like Phantom of the Opera. The reporter keeps asking, but like legally, right? You have to notify them. Uh, don't they have to, doesn't that give it away? Do they ever find, they must find out they're going to be in an ad. Do they ever get compensated? And finally, Pasco just goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say in that first person article we read about somebody who actually got roped into one of these, that does sound like, sounds like there is a lot of confusion. Clearly, you know, it's for some sort of a commercial, but you don't know exactly what is what I think the guy said. He knew he was going to be on camera. That's what they do say in here. They say, you know, yeah. everybody expects to be on camera for a focus group. So when they sign a thing saying, yes, I'm, I, I allow, I'll be allow this to be filmed. It doesn't really surprise anybody. And I also think we do live in an era where everyone just expects all the time that they're about to be a YouTube star. Um, let's get to mine now while I still have a couple of brain cells because I have a feeling my words are going to start failing me quickly as the show goes on. So um, this is for a company called Northwestern Mutual. Um, so probably a lot of people in different parts of the country who are listening right now have never seen this before. The first time we saw this, I think... I think we were both in the room and we we're both very confused and almost angrily confused because talk about negative. Because we don't like to be confused and it makes us angry. Confused! <laughs> um, <laughs> this commercial is both 
kind of nonsensical in its narrative arc. It's not nonsensical. It's not like it's not like they're going for something super weird. It just it does such a bad job of storytelling, and it's super negative yeah. again. Um, and I'm going to describe this one for you. One more quick aside, if I may. This is another example of you and I seeing the 30-second version and it being even more confusing. The one I'm about to play for you is actually a minute long. Okay. And it does make a little bit more sense, but it's still overly complicated. In the one that you and I see uh, on TV a lot, there is a guy and he's mowing his lawn. And there's two different ways you can show somebody mowing their lawn in a commercial. Um, it can be kind of like summer's here and you're working in your garden. Everything's great and you're mowing the lawn. Because, you know, mowing the lawn is a chore, but it, it can be enjoyable and, you know, kind of an indicator that it's summertime. This is not one of those ads. This guy is mowing his lawn and it's got these like close-ups on his face the camera angles are a little kind of skewed, and he looks like it's back-breaking work. For some reason, that makes absolutely no sense, and Viz, I don't know if you noticed this too, but as a lawnmower, or one who used to mow lawns, this drives me crazy, he's also just mowing a straight line <laughs> across a yard, like with long grass on either side of it. Nobody's right. going to start mowing the lawn just by randomly mowing a line across yes, it with a push it, mower. The commercial maker was like, I don't know, he's mowing a lawn. Like, shorthand it for me. Right. He's not edging. He's not, like, kind of starting from the outside and working in like you would. <laughs> don't say edging. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so, he's doing a bad job of mowing the lawn and the line is almost like the line he's going across the lawn and is kind of haggard anyway. Is that the right word? Not haggard, but like kind of uh, jagged. Afraid or yeah. Jagged, yeah. Um, and then his daughter just comes out. Out of the blue, we just see his teenage, young teenage daughter come out and just say, Dad, I'm going to Jessica's. Without any buildup at all as to why she is so mad. I mean, she looks scornful and just full of hate. Right. She says to her dad, Dad, I'm going to Jessica's. This is, is the she... first time we've seen her. Right. Why is she so mad? Why is she so mad? Why is she so awful? The I mean, the teenage years are hard. We get a close And hate, hate is one of the two human emotions. <laughs> it is true. They had an alternative cut where she says, Dad, <laughs> I'm not going to Jessica's because I love you. Um <laughs> Anyway, she she screams at her dad that she's going to Jessica's. Then we see a close-up of the man's face, and it's almost like a light bulb is going off. Cut to mm-hmm. a close-up of a backhoe breaking the earth. Sure. And then all He's of a sudden we just see... He's killed his daughter, see- and he has to bury her in the backyard. <laughs> and then we just start- How you like me now, Jessica? Then we just start to see a bunch of construction in the backyard. What we realize at the end of the commercial is... He has this idea, I'm going to dig a pool, you know, build a pool in our backyard, and that'll make everybody's summer better. I don't have to mow the lawn. My kid doesn't have to go to Jessica's to go swimming. Okay, the lawn mowing, I didn't really put that together, but right, he doesn't like mowing the lawn. Let me tell you what is not less work than a lawn. Yeah, a a pool. pool. (laughs) But, like... She doesn't say, Dad, I'm going to, I'm going swimming at Jessica's. Right. It makes no sense. Now, in this longer version, there might be a hint that we see kids playing in a pool over at Jessica's. I'm not sure. Let's just take, because you haven't seen this long not version. Not the long yet, one, no. Okay, he's mowing. He's mowing for no reason in the middle of the yard. And now, actually, this is giving a little bit more context. We see his wife, like, 
fanning herself in the blazing heat. We see another one of their kids trying to eat an ice cream cone. It's just melting all over. This version of the ad Does is Does pool doing... turn down the temperature of the sun? <laughs> this, this ad is doing a better version or a better job, I should say, of really indicating that everybody is miserable in this heat. Sure. In the 30 second, he's mowing the lawn, then he's Why getting Why are you so miserable, at... you dumb kid? You got an ice cream cone. Yeah, eat it faster, dummy. They're all sweating. Dad! Dad! Can you drive me to Jessica's house? I don't think that's what she says in the 30. Maybe. No, I think it, it is. is. Yeah. This one is also better because you can hear her yelling in the background two times before he hears her over the Now mower. we understand why she's In mad. the 32nd one, she just starts with that kind of abrasive scream. Dad! Can you drive me to Jessica's house? He's exasperated. She's exasperated. Yeah, he has his... Look at the, what a shitty job he's yeah. doing on the lawn. We get the no aerial you're shot. you're so mad at your lawn, dude. Like, you don't even know how to mow it. Now suddenly there's a bunch of construction going on. Right. Thousands and, and thousands of dollars are being spent. And now a bunch of kids are jumping in the financial pool. financial planning looks like. Tomorrow's this is important. like, by the way, like a $100,000 pool. Like, oh, there's, there's, a a, there's like a rock... Yeah. With a waterfall, like a like a rock ledge with waterfalls being built on it. Looks it looks like the, I don't know what you call the uh, Anaheim Angels uh, baseball stadium. There's like a <laughs> water. like, like the Anaheim Angels That's <laughs> Yes, that's your best for, reference. For the baseball fans out there. You know, it looks like, I mean, you know, yes, I don't I have any beef against the Angels, but that is like the most new money stadium in the world. I yeah. hate it so much. It's like this <laughs> bougie kind of like rock wall with a waterfall. And I think people can splash around in the water. Is too. that the one where you can you can actually be in the water and it's like a clear thing? No, I, I don't know if you there's can some, be in this one. I don't think so. There's some stadium where there's like a pool right. that's I part think of the wall. Florida. That's okay. a that that gives me that a real sounds Florida like Florida. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we should play a game called Anaheim or Florida. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I hate that. I guess that we kind of talked over the log line at the end, but essentially, um, this is what investing looks like for this is our this is what we consider investing or something like that. Um, your so, your recommendation to me as a financial counselor is spend a hundred thousand dollars on a pool for my backyard, which, by the way, is an attractive nuisance and a huge insurance liability. <laughs> Thanks. I'll definitely take your financial advice. The, clearly, the theme of this entire campaign, though, is what real investment means is investing in your kids, investing in your family, and that will mm-hmm. be needed. Keeping out your friend, here. keeping your kid from going over to Jessica's house, right? Jessica, Jessica is you know very mature for her age. Oh yeah, and also um, Jessica's parents uh are both doctors well one is a doctor one is a lawyer and they can afford a pool anyway um you have a very struggling lawn mowing business (laughs) you can't seem to get many clients for some reason all right uh i'm I'm dragging this on too long because i want to move on to the other one in this campaign that when i got to the end of this commercial i was like of course it's part of the same campaign it's confusing and overly dark have you watched this one yet? no i don't think i've ever seen this one so in this one we see a kid um i think that he's like oh well i I know he's um kind of a younger college kid maybe he's like in his last year of college i'll ask you your opinion on that you want me to end. weigh in on what year he is in college? Well, it actually plays into the uh, narrative a little bit because he is in a 
uh, a different country where he clearly doesn't speak the language. I want to say from memory that it's France, but Mm -hmm. we'll find out here pretty quickly if I'm right or wrong. And he is getting jostled all over the city. And people almost, people seem not just like they don't speak his language, but again, from the camera angles and the way this narrative without words is being portrayed, it's just really negative. And he just is having a really, really hard time in this foreign country, literally getting jostled all over the place. He's the trying to hate us. He's trying to get into museums and people are blocking his way all the time. It's almost like he's invisible. Um, and then as the commercial goes on, we start to see that he is. Can sketching. I just ask, is he a ghost at the end of this? Because yeah. that would be amazing. Yes, he is. He's a dancing teddy bear at the end of this. Um, he uh, he's sketching a bunch of stuff, and we realize, oh, he must be an art student or something abroad. To oh, I have seen this one. See yeah. these things, and at the very end, I'll play it in a second. Although I, I don't know why, at the very end, we see his sketch pad. He's been sketching the the ornate ceiling of one of these museums, and he holds up his sketch pad, and it kind of aligns perfectly with the ornate ceiling, and then he takes a, a snapshot of it with his phone, mm-hmm. um, and then cut to this kid's parents at home uh, looking at this photo they just received from their kid abroad. And the point is something like the education is never is not done until he gets to this part or something. In other <laughs> words, invest in your kid, not just for college, but for the stuff that goes along with college as well, right. such as sending them abroad for Trips their education. Europe. Yeah. So that's a lot of talking. I don't know if it made any sense. So you've seen this before? Yeah. What's up? Uh, uh, yeah, the French art professor is not nice and doesn't like his art. Yes, and he's when he's being doing very like aggressive. conventional like portraiture and stuff. He's walking around looking really confused, trying to pay for things. I don't understand. You didn't learn even just the basics of the money. I know that's a little kid. bit on you, Come especially because he seems a little petulant too. Not petulant, but like overwhelmed like i like, don't understand well you did go to this other country yeah they're not you're not talking to someone in new york here friendo like look i don't speak spanish but i learned enough to like learn how much quanto questo means you know like and what and the, i learned and what enough the to only is. go to spanish speaking countries with you <laughs> so everybody get your plan before you go abroad i don't understand He's trying to like draw, essentially sort of copy, like sketch the art that he's seeing. Now he's looking at this beautiful stained glass like window that's skylight above in whatever train station or whatever reason. Financial planning looks like. Tomorrow's important, but this officially completes his education. That's the line I was looking for before. Spend your life living. Today's the day. Find an advice. So um, the clearly now we see how that plays into the other commercial to invest in your family. That's the most important thing to invest in. But again, I just think both of these come out of the gate way too confusing um, and just too negative. Yeah, it's like he's having this really bad experience in his year abroad or whatever. Then for some reason, it sort of turns around. I'm not sure why this completes his education. Was this like his 
capstone experience? Was this is like post graduation gift. I mean, as somebody who didn't did not travel abroad for my education, I do understand the message there. I mean, a lot of kids. I think you were one of them as part of your education. You can is, say it. I was spoiled. You were spoiled. No, um, I do think that you know your parents realized that, that. I mean, actually, this probably does speak to people like your parents um, because I think your parents did put a lot of emphasis on education. So you guys as a family made that happen. But I don't have a problem with that message by the time we get to the end. Like, yeah, you can pay for school, but it's the investment is not done there. There's still so much to learn. You're, you know, spending extra on your kid. So yeah, and having the resources to like, let your kid go have this experience. Like that's a very, that's a very appealing thing to a certain kind of middle class person. And I get that. Um, I do think that you're right, though, about the overall tone of it and like sort of needlessly confusing backstory that gets us there. Um, Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why his whole experience has to be negative until the very end. Yeah. If anything, the experience should be great. Right. From the whole the whole thing should be him just absorbing and not struggling the whole time and seeing put out when he can't buy a croissant. (laughs) It looked like a kebab of some, okay. some sort. Um, That's how I pronounce kebab. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it, so. I'm the parent, right? Like, you know, twenty years, twenty years, and a kid from now, which obviously I don't have. But let's say I was those parents, I could see that being a a kind of story that would appeal to me. Like, oh, I want to give my kid this experience, and, like let them have this thing. And I remember traveling as a young person and being yeah having some frustrations and wearing the wrong shoes and you know having 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 to tell my friends that learning is for rich people when we <laughs> didn't want to pay the like the like however many you know euros it was to go to see like pay for the tour of the coliseum or whatever and not to get too personal but you also had to take take advantage of their health care for some things while you were there right i mean it was an overwhelming experience it was an overwhelming experience and it was it was i didn't it was my friend oh okay but i remember you guys i'm not the one who got a uti (laughs) but anyway i understand that the reality is these things can be overwhelming and i think that if you were going for a different message you could underscore that in a commercial but in this commercial it doesn't make sense you're talking to the parents so negative yeah it should just be the good stuff or have it be maybe a little bit more of a mixed bag or where you where he learns something it just feels like it's all overwhelming and it's all kind of negative until the very end and, and even then it's sort of like like what he sketched a ceiling he sketched a ceiling <laughs> i like i wish the parents had taken the sketch like the picture of the sketch ceiling and been like 30 grand yeah right we don't need you to redesign it. It's already, it's already been been... like the whole commercial. He's just drawing other people's paintings. Yeah, improve upon something. Yeah. Innovate. Yeah, you're like, the innovation generation. What's the right? name of the um, young lady who grows up to be the woman in the GE commercial? Right, she's, Molly. She, Molly. She's invented. She's making the world. Yeah, a better why can't place. you be more like Molly? Molly isn't going around just like drawing <laughs> pictures of other people's she's robots. She's making robots to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, glad we got there. I didn't realize we're at the end of the list except for this last one which i wouldn't even say so i hate it's just bonkers luke and i saw this in a in a bar the other day i had to include it because down it is so bonkers and i actually do not care for it so i'm interested to hear how you feel about it let me give the setup because this i mean it's a bonkers ad anyway but especially i thought the context luke and i were having a meeting but we were in a like kind of a sports bar restaurant kind of place and espn is blasting on every single tv i'm sorry not blasting actually i think the sound is down but there's just tons of tvs but it's all sports and i start as i do commenting on some of the commercials so then luke's eye just kind of 
you know, kind of uh, uh, strays away and is looking at the commercials. And he's like, what the hell was that? What the hell did I just see? Was that a battery commercial? So he pulls out his phone and we look it up and we watch it with the sound on and it doesn't make any more sense. Um, it's all in a style of animation that seems pretty modern, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got a, it's got a somewhat... Uh, Japanese quality to the animation, Just a little bit like that kind of kind of realistic. I don't know if it's sort of realistic. Sharp edged, yeah, sharp edged. Um, and it's a bunch of people in situations that they are finding very aggravating, mm-hmm. and they're getting almost into encounters with people. I guess I'll walk you through this as I watch it to remind myself. I know that one of the um, encounters in the middle that I remember is you see a guy in traffic, right? And he's like kind of in a road rage incident, yelling out his window at somebody else. Yeah, I think that's how it starts. But then a bunch of hearts, like literally cartoon hearts, like you picture, kind of float from nowhere and kind like of when someone's enter commenting in- on your li- on your live stream and Instagram. The, yeah, and they all kind of go into his chest, and all of a sudden he relaxes and he gets a big smile, and he kind of. It looks like he makes up with the person he was screaming at a second ago. And we see, I think, three instances of that. Let me hit play on this. So the first one is we see kind of um, some people standing on a rainy street corner, right? And uh, they just kind of look miserable. But then these hearts kind of come down from the sky and, and infuse this man. And he starts you, you smiling. You can tell because you hear the, the chimes. And then he starts smiling, and then he oh, kind I of never helps noticed, an old lady across the street. I never noticed this, but everything except the people is like models. It's like physical models oh, of cars, yeah. and it's like model like it's it's real stuff moving around in the scene, except for the people who are all cartoons. What if Cat worked on this? Oh, and that'd we're be trashing cool. her work. Cat, if we if you worked on this, tell us what was up. I actually think visually it's interesting, and I also would like to say Genevieve's the hater here. I don't hate this. I just am. Amazed. So here, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Kind of a street thuggy looking guy gets hearts in his heart, and then he helps this old lady across the street instead of mugging her, which I assumed he was going to do. Now, two cars are trying to get the same parallel parking spot, and they're screaming at each other. And now hearts are going to come down from the sky, infuse one of these drivers, and then suddenly he's going to lighten up and smile at the other guy. Oh, now the other guy's chill, too. They're all hearts now. Now we see a guy. He's coming home from work, slump shoulders, looks like at the end of a really, really bad day. I actually like this animation. The more I look at it, I would describe it like this. Kind of like a gorilla's video. Yeah, which I do think is Japanese-influenced. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool the way it's uh, juxtaposed with the physical models that, Me they, too. Like, like that, he's moving, that the figures are moving through. I'm actually liking this more and more. So the guy's coming home. He gets hearts. He gets uh, hearts from the sky come into his heart, and he's not grumpy anymore, and he's just really happy to see his ornery kids. His, who are being, like, jerked around by their mother. Well, because they're fighting with each other, and she's trying to keep them apart. But then the hearts come down, apparently from heaven, and they bless Definitely the entire family. Heaven. And then he's Don't in a better mood. It's he, heaven. He's in a better mood. The kids are in a better mood. And there's just hearts everywhere. And this is the song that starts playing. We need more of God's love so we can love one another. More of God's love 
to help us love one another right now. And then the giant cartoon hand of God in space releases all these hearts and they flow down to the planet Earth. And then it says interstatebatteries.com slash God's love. Yes. It's for interstate batteries, but it's also for God's love. It is. What's going on? Did you research this? A Do little we have bit. any answers? Yeah. So basically the CEO of Interstate Batteries uh, is a guy named Norm Miller. Um, and Norm is a very elderly man. He's probably mm-hmm. about 78 years old. He graduated from college in 1962. So I kind of oh, worked yeah. back from that. So he's pretty elderly. Um, and this is what they have to say about Norm on his uh, website, on their website. Um, in addition to his marketing savvy, Norm is known for his strong biblical business principles. His faith defines who he is. He is a Christ follower, and his personal belief is to do unto others in both personal relationships and business endeavors. He believes in God's power to change lives because it was that power that turned his own life around after years of drinking as hard as he worked. Uh, For additional info on Norm's life story, check out his book, Beyond the Norm. Interesting. Um, And then on Facebook, uh, he wrote, people were kind of like, what about this commercial? (laughs) Yeah. As were we. Yeah. Um, And he writes, it just came into my heart and my Hmm. mind that we need more of God's love right now. The main purpose of the commercial is to inform people and remind people that God's love is available for us. And he wants us to help us live a life where we love one another. Norm Miller, Chairman, Interstate Batteries. Look, I... I am not mad at this commercial like the way I am at Chevy. You know, I just think it's hokey and weird and like, I don't know. I just feel like stay in your lane, interstate batteries. I, um, that's a car reference. I like that because I think interstate batteries, that's like car batteries, right? Or Probably, industrial yeah. batteries. I am net positive on this. In fact, increasingly so. Like, really? I, I think this is really Are you good. Let God's love in. Well, listen, if we cannot mock people's religion for one second i didn't sign on for that i am not a religious person but i think that now i'm adding a layer to this Mm -hmm. that is not written down there but no i think for a lot of people even if you're a more conservative person we're living in pretty effed up times and i don't know what this guy is political you know, do you think you could take a guess? Yeah, I'm sure that he's on the right side of the spectrum, but he also might be somebody who's on the right side of the spectrum who's horrified by who is in the Oval Office and everything he's seeing. Because I don't know if you noticed that, but there's not a lot of God's love going on in the Oval Office right. these days. And so you and I are atheists, but if somebody who owned a big company, let's say Starbucks, Mm -hmm. just wanted to do something similar, like an ad campaign that is less about their product, but just kind of like, let's try to remember to be good people. But they left God completely out of it. And maybe people who are more religious. From the one we feted last week, which is the one about, um, I forget, it was somebody's CSR campaign, some, some insurance company. Was it statewide? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It it was... um, Or Nationwide, rather? I think it was Nationwide. Yeah. The one about, don't forget, to the season of giving has ended, but the season of needing is not. Yeah. Now, they were very specific about ways that you can help. And I think that's part of what kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Mm. this. It's like, it's such... To me, it's just such an empty platitude. Maybe to a, a person of faith, it doesn't feel that way. But because I'm not, it feels to me like just the most hollow of admonitions. 
I totally see that. I really do. But I think as far as the message of this is concerned, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. This isn't some, and again, I'm sure this guy might also use money from his company to maybe push other agendas that you and I are very, very against. So I'm right. not trying to say I'm giving this, like, oh, I want to marry this guy. But you're like, saying you on the basis of this. Email. But on the basis of this, I applaud commercials or companies that might make a commercial that is basically saying, let's be good to each other. Let's just try to remember some sanity during these crazy times. I have no problem if somebody does that and it's not necessarily godly. Now, I'm not a godly guy, but this is essentially the same thing, I think, without being too preachy about it. It's not telling us what to do. It's just kind of a reminder to keep your head if you're whether you're freaking out about the football game that's on or if you're freaking I that's the other thing that's really interesting though what an interesting time slot for it because I was doing a little yeah. googling too and everybody's like I saw this during a football commercial like yeah. going after the sports audience is kind of interesting well it is and I mean there is a not accidental correlation between sports watching and domestic violence yeah so you're saying not bad placement yeah then. I'm saying good placement yeah um, and and also from a visual standpoint, I like the visuals in this. I like the art. I actually do like the visuals. I like the fact that it caught me off guard. I like the fact that essentially the message, message is just, let's just try to be positive, you know, yeah. essentially. I mean, I guess it's more about God's love and I'm hipping it up by taking God out of it. But I can't be mad at this commercial. All right. Well, I I have clearly mixed feelings about it. And it's not a, it's not a, I'm, I'm not condemning it. I just, it. I guess maybe this is just the sort of like my long lifelong discomfort with anyone who backs up their point of view with God. Mm-hmm. Sure. You mean like the their worldly point of view? Yeah. I mean, like that's probably, you know, that's as much on me as anybody. It's so. hard to um, take away from where we sit, like in the religion and politics, because religion is... Uh, influencing politics so much and always has, um, and and that's an uncomfortable place for us. But this commercial itself does not do that in any kind of explicit way. Yeah, and it's way, not fair so. to hold it accountable for everybody else's bad behavior. So yeah, that's, that's true. Well, anyway, I thought it was an interesting one and definitely worth talking about. They are slash atheism uh, on Reddit is like what the f <laughs> oh they're talking about this in the atheism yeah. subreddit yeah do you, do you know that because you were looking this up yeah. or do you just hang out there no the former oh interesting interesting all right um how's about we check in with the ed council unless you had anything else nope let's do it all right everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. What do we got? We starting with your boyfriend or something else? No, we'll end with my boyfriend. Uh, I wanted to start <laughs> by reading a letter from listener Lori. Um, we talked, I think it was last week. I think it was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Um, we talked about um, a Tiguan ad. No, it was two weeks ago. We talked about a Tiguan ad for Volkswagen um, where they used that Joan Jett cover of Who Can Turn the World On With Her Smile uh, it's about a woman who starts her job and uh, has her Tiguan, and then over the years in which she um, rises through the company to become a VP, she keeps the car, and the car like is so durable and lasting, and it's always there out the window as her view changes and gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Our listener who submitted that kind of didn't like that one, didn't like the song, and kind of yes. didn't like the vibe. And actually, and we kind of disagreed. Lori makes a compelling case for why um, uh, why Michael, listener Michael, was right to not like it. And I wanted to read it pretty much verbatim here. I've shortened it a little bit just for length. 
Um, she writes, I wanted to support listener Michael who didn't care for the VW ad with a successful woman sticking with her reliable car, the, the Tiguan. I didn't react strongly to it at first, but I did feel generally negative about it. And hearing his strong dislike made me question why I didn't like it. And here's what I've come up with. I don't agree with VW's decision to match their reliable vehicle selling point with the narrative of a woman working her way up to the top. In a world where the gender pay gap is a real thing, the idea of a woman becoming a VP and still driving the same vehicle she was driving as an intern doesn't leave me with a positive feeling. And I think that's a really fair point. Maybe the idea of success equals upgrading your vehicle is an advertising cliche, but it's what we've come to expect from car advertisers. When they show a woman and then change the message to success means peering at your reliable old vehicle from your corner office, it feels to me like the bar is being lowered. That's interesting. Let's talk about this a little bit because I would like to know if you think it's accidental that they had this narrative with a woman or not. And I'm going to bring up something that did not happen on TV but got tons of, of, of action on our Facebook page, uh, a lot of people getting in some interesting conversations about it and all over the media. And that was, oh, I can't remember which retailer it was. Somebody released um, a shirt, uh, a kid's shirt, a sweatshirt that said, baddest monkey in the jungle oh, yes. or something There's, or wildest monkey in the jungle yeah this was this was on our facebook page and i did want to address it um and i i'm glad we're doing it there is a piece of ad like print ad copy with a white child and a black child both boys and they're each wearing um uh like sweatshirts that have like like logos on them h&m is it h&m mm-hmm. the white ch- the white child's uh like slogan on his has something like um best explorer in the jungle or something or maybe they weren't originally put together now that i'm looking at this ad but they've been since juxtaposed like people have identified have put them together maybe the the black child's sweatshirt says um something what does it say coolest monkey in the jungle coolest monkey in the jungle like get a get an effing clue h&m it is you and 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 you can just you can never remove the context and the historical context of black people being compared to apes and the horribly offensive things that have been uh, and continue to be those comparisons that get made can continue to be made are you could you you just can't erase that context because it's a cute kid and a and a sweatshirt like mm-hmm. it and like you just don't like just don't even make that sweatshirt. How about well that and that's kind of the thing now. And definitely don't put it on a black child. Like it's just offensive. And and anyone who's like, well, you know, like they didn't mean it that way. No, I'm sure they they may not. They didn't mean it that way. But that's what that's what systemic racism looks like. Not meaning it, and but being oblivious to it because you don't have to. You don't have to think about it. Right now, I'm going to say something. I'm just wondering if this is going to come off as even equally as tone deaf i'm still trying to sorry i'm a little distracted the white kid's shirt said mangrove jungle survival expert right so he the like uh, clearly that's something something that i guess it did say a tie has a t- picture of a tiger but i think the the message is the person wearing it i mean granted they're both kids but the person wearing it is an expert at surviving tigers and jungle stuff and i will also say, I, I don't think anybody who's complaining about this ad, ourselves included, are thinking that it was some sort of a, you know, kind of a planned image thing. 
because I will point out also, as I think a, a listener did on our Facebook page, that even look at the body language of the two kids. We have this white kid whose face in this photo has a very vulnerable look to it. He's looking off camera and down a little bit. He almost looks a little worried. He just looks like a sensitive little white boy, right? And his hands are in his pockets. And he, he's, his shirt says Mangrove Jungle Survival Expert. And then when you juxtapose that with a little African-American boy who's wearing the shirt that says cool, Coolest Monkey in the Jungle, and he's staring kind of directly at the camera and almost scowling a little bit like again I don't think that somebody put this whole maybe it's that pretty scowling ne- looking pretty neutral looking I would say looking very intense in a way that I think some people have pointed out that it just their body language also plays into I think the whole message now I don't think that H&M said we're going to subtly do these things but it just shows kind of institutional racism if there's anything to the kind of body language thing and then also the coolest monkey in the jungle, like if you want to make that shirt, I actually think that's a fine little shirt to make. But if I were in putting, you know, if I were the photographer or the person planning this, I would realize, oh, but there is a historic, if little African-American boys want to buy this shirt, good for them that they can. It's on the shelf. Anybody can buy anything. But as far as us putting it out there as an image, we realize, oh, there is a very ugly, very disgusting historical link between white racist people saying horrible things about African-Americans and comparing them to monkeys and stuff like that. I mean, some people were telling personal stories on our Facebook page about that. So even though I don't, you say, don't even make the shirt, fine. You don't have to make the shirt if you want to. I'm saying the shirt is fine, but... Not everything is equal, so just keep that in mind while you're going through the photo shoot. What works yeah. here? Um, so to come- and we and just over and over again, we see um, act, people of color, black people, but not just black people, people all a lot people who are non-white, represented in advertising media in ways that uh, pigeonhole them and marginalize them and set them apart. And and you don't have to look very hard to start finding it, but you do have to look. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so to come back to the VW ad, so I wanted to set that up as an example of I don't think that H&M was trying to put a, push a message. I think they were just tone deaf and blind. Um, coming back to the VW message and um, our listener, what's her name again? Lori. Lori's argument here. Do you think, Genevieve, that from the earliest... I mean, you have no no way of knowing, but let's just play this game. Do you think that maybe they had the concept for this car ad and it was going to be an executive from the beginning? And at some point down the line, they said, well, should it be a man or a woman? Eh, let's, you know, the last couple were guys. Let's do a woman here. Or do you think that it was like, I got an idea. Okay, it's a woman. She's working her way up. And like, do, is there something about this particular message that is linked to the fact that she is a woman or did they just kind of decide to make it a woman and they were just tone deaf the way H&M was tone deaf? It's we can never know. You're right. You're right. But the, with the music, clearly it was the, the music is clearly about a woman. Yeah, right. Um, and Lori makes a good point. She says, compare this with Subaru ads that show their vehicles being uh, entrusted to members of the family as its members grow and change. Mm, yeah. Even in those ads, the parent, usually the dad, is upgrading to uh, a new Subaru and passing down the trusty old one to the kid. And I think that's really true. Like, 
Subaru is, has exactly the same message that they want to, that they want to sell, exact same selling point. These cars last forever. They're reliable. They don't, you know, they they stay good. But they don't try to tell you that an adult who is specifically being pictured moving up in the working world is keeping the same car for year over year. And I think that's the thing. Like, if this was a woman who, like, if, if this was a person, man or woman, who had the kind of job or life where, you know, maybe she's on the road all the time or she she moves cities a lot or any kind of other evolution through life that everything else is changing, but the car stays the same because it's so reliable. I I could get behind it, but I'm, I'm really convinced by Lori's argument here because they specifically show her moving up in a corporate type job and yet she keeps the same car. And I don't think that this ad would have been made with a man. And ultimately, if I can interrupt for one second, the uh, analog I can think of is probably VW, maybe Subaru, unless you already said this, sorry, but um, the kind of the car being there through all your um, for a big chunk of your life. The one I can think of, it was a young boy who gets older and older with his dog and eventually is driving the family car. But it's like that's such a different part of his life. Yes, it's a male, but he's not he's not going from 30 to 40 and working his way up. It's his first car as a kid. So many of these Subaru ads do it right because they show um, a car lasting a long time, usually through a child's growing up period, right? Like the mm-hmm. one where the dad remembers all the times that his daughter was in the car um, and she, you know, he finds her, her Band-Aid and he finds her, you know, bracelet. And he finds her corsage, you know, these, mem- remembering all those things in the from the life of the car. I I really do think that, again... It's never intentional, right? No one sat down and said, how can we show that women um, should expect less pay and and less material rewards for a corporate job? It's just the way we all think about what what we can expect as people and what should what we mm. should be expecting as people. Um, and I think that's a legitimate criticism. Uh, Lori also says, I have to agree with Michael's opinion on the music choice. Personally, I love that song, but I'm of a generation that still associates associates that song with Mary Richards, i.e. Mary Tyler Moore, um, and the way that character broke new ground as an independent woman on television. I mean, it, she really did break new ground. And so in that sense, some of us see that, hear that song and think like, oh, feminism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am not the target demographic of this commercial. Some young 20-something will get it. Uh, but I imagine many, sorry, some young 20-somethings will get it, but I imagine many will not get the connection, and out of context, the song is problematic. In a cultural climate where more than ever women are demanding to stop being objectifying and be seen on an equal playing field, they chose a song where the lyrics are, who can turn the world on with her smile? Now, it's a punky version. You know, it, it's got a, I think it's, the song is less problematic for me, I think yeah, partly me because too. I can never quite divorce it from uh, Mary Tyler Moore. But I, I can kind of see how, just taken as a whole, this thing is a little bit of a weird story. Like, And we even thought it was kind of weird. Like, she's a VP. She's really driving the same car she could afford as an intern. Right. Yeah, I got to say, I'm not along. The, 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 as far as I can go as complaining about the music is just that it's kind of, kind of maybe, hey, this is our feminism commercial, sort of. Like, kind of taking advantage of a girl power moment yeah. or something like that. But... That song is just so iconic for MTM, who is also such a groundbreaker. I, yeah. I have a little bit of trouble but again, we following are, down that path. I would be curious to hear what a millennial listener has to say about that. Lori does conclude, I applaud VW 
for trying to create a car advertisement for women that isn't some variation of harried mom trying to transport all of her kids and all of their yeah, stuff, which I right. agree, that's so done. Uh, but personally, I think this one misses the mark. Uh, just goes to show how differently the same ads can be interpreted by different people. All right, what else? But you've sold me, Lori. Yeah. Um, okay, this is oh, this is great. I meant to talk about this last week, and I forgot to uh, include it on the show sheet. Uh, but this is from listener Susan. She sent us an ad for a product from her youth. Uh, she said she was reminded of it at Christmas while gathering with her sisters. Um, and she said she was triggered by it. And it is a little weird. It's for a product called Fuzzy Wuzzy Bath Soap. Oh, now I'm triggered. Do you want to give it a play? Sure. I really don't know what this is. So this, this, from is, the 60s. this is from the 60s. Fuzzy Wuzzy Bath Soap. Do you have to set this up? Um, I don't remember. Okay, so it's like a circus big top. Like, who's the guy in the circus? Um, he is the master the of ring, ceremonies. The ring he is the ringmaster. And you're the gatekeeper. I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the center ring, we proudly present an exciting and unusual collection of wild animals. Each and every one of them bald. Monkeys, tigers, bears. So what he said was each and every one of them bald, in case you couldn't hear him. And what we're now seeing are all these like soaps that are shaped like animals monkeys and bears like just little hand soaps they're close-ups on them so Mm -hmm. as he's announcing the circus animals they're actually like you say little little designer soaps all with no fur wait let's look again fuzzy wuzzy was a bear fuzzy wuzzy had no hair but watch this take him from his cage set him on a circus platform and within three days Fuzzy Wuzzy will grow his own fur. Whoa, let me explain what we just saw. So when they say, take him from his cage, these Fuzzy Wuzzy bath soaps come in almost like a like an animal cracker box, yeah. sort of, where it's shaped like an animal cage. You take it out, and then you just set it on top of the box, and I guess you let the air get to it? Yeah, Although I think these so. These don't look like airtight boxes. And then it just starts growing almost like a chia pet, yeah. only much like fuzzier. Yeah, it just starts growing what appears to be, although I hope hope and pray it is not mold, but yes. it looks like fuzzy mold just envelops these soaps. Well, let me see where it goes. Now, now you got me. Let's. You got my attention now. <laughs> Sell me. And then use Fuzzy Wuzzy to wash. Fuzzy Wuzzy is made of wonderful mild soap. And the cleaner you get, the quicker you'll find the toy surprise that's inside and of each Fuzzy Oh, there's a tiny little whistle inside. There's a prize inside the soap. Actually, I'm kind of sold. And the cleaner you get, the quicker you'll find the toy surprise that's inside of each Fuzzy Wuzzy. So look for Fuzzy Wuzzy circus animals in their cages. Fuzzy Wuzzy bath soap. It grows its own fur. Oh, no, you saw, I have a feeling you're going to say something negative about this. I am into this. Well, now I'm going to say something very positive for you then, because you can now buy this on Amazon. For what? the low, Did low they price, bring it back? they brought it back. For the low, low price of eleven ninety eight plus five dollars and ninety forty nine cents in shipping, uh, you can own your own fuzzy wuzzy bath soap. Did we get any background? When did they bring them back? I don't know. It's like one of those sort of like, you know, retro 
retro things. Well, your bur- birthday is coming up. That's true. I didn't say I liked these, though. But that's okay. I'll get it for you. Uh, about <laughs> the product, the original Fuzzy Wuzzy Bath Soap is back. Two bars of Fuzzy Wuzzy Bath Soap. The amazing fur-growing soap, strawberry rhubarb-scented. All Oof. right, you lost me on that. I want it soap-scented. Customers who bought this also bought Crazy Foam DC Justice League 4-pack and Mr. Bubble Magic Bubble Bath uh crackles uh this seems I'm like the kind of thing it. you could I, I bet you they might carry this at like um Archie oh, Archie McPhee's. McPhee's. yeah yeah i could see that all right well i think it's time to check in with your um with your jingle boyfriend yes right? this is from listener alan and i'll just let alan take it away hello this is alan from normandy park and i'm was Reminiscing about this old toy from Christmas time, I never had it because I was too large for it, but it was called Marvel the Mustang. And it was kind of, the song went like this. It goes, Marvel the Mustang, you're almost for real. Just saddle him up with spurs on your heels. No batteries, no winding. What horse do? Marvel the Mustang, do we love you? Isn't that Thank great? You. What was the high pitch thing? Well, go ahead and play the original. Oh my I god! I like. I always love hearing people warm up too. Yeah. They always start off a little bit tentative, like getting in a swimming pool, right? It's, yeah. Oh, it's a little cold, but then once you're in there, man, just go for it and start splashing around. Marvel the Mustang's old ghost for real. Just saddle him up with spurs on your heels. No winding, no batteries. Marvel the Mustang, do we love you? I still don't know what Run him in a roundup. Run him in a race. <laughs> the winner by a nose. Marvel the Mustang, do we love you? Get Marvel the Mustang by Mars. I think she says, what horse do? Like, what horses do need a battery? I, I, It's a mystery. I don't know, Alan. What, is, what does she say? Uh, what, what they're advertising is this toy horse. And I understand what he means about being too big for it. It's a very... Sort of, uh, it's like a little horse that a kid could sit on, but only a really small kid. And when you sit on this horse, it's kind of got some sort of mechanism in it that when you bounce up and down, it kind of moves the horse forward, like the legs kind of... It's uh, almost springy looking. Yeah, it's springy. And then like the legs kind of contract and expand so that it moves forward as you bounce. And you're bouncing up and down like you're riding a horse. And by the way, it's... It looks like a really fun toy for a toddler. I think the commercial probably cleared it up, but I thought um, Alan was saying marble... But it's Marvel. Marvel the Mustang. Marvel the Mustang. That commercial, according to um, YouTube, was from 1969. That's a Marx toy. M A R X. I don't think that. I don't think that company is around anymore. But I remember a lot of my toys growing up were Marx toys. Does that ring a bell to you too? Not to me, but but very likely. Man, I came across. I was looking. I wasn't even looking for toys online. I promise. I was looking for something else from the 80s. And whenever you do that, you end up on somebody's Pinterest page. And yeah. then it just leads to all this. Um, I was actually looking for uh, pictures of like those. Remember, everything was about like rock mirrors in the 80s when you went to not not like rock and roll mirrors. Like if you went to a county fair or something and you popped all the balloons, you'd get like an Aerosmith mirror. And they all had the same white cardboard frame. No, I guess not. Anyway, I was looking for that and I came across something called Mr. Professor. Did you have Mr. (laughs) This is one of those toys that I would have 
never in my life remembered having until I saw a photo of it, and it took me back. Oh, it's called The Little Professor. Does this, now that I have the picture up here, does that look familiar to you? It's basically a calculator It looks like a calculator with like a like a mustachioed face atop it yes and as soon as i saw this i was like what does it oh do oh my god here let's uh let's see if i can find a description because i don't remember i just i remember that looking at these photos i just remember the feel of it, it says those of us who uh reading here from like totally 80s.com those of us who came of age in the 80s were little kids in the 70s one of the coolest toys was the little professor handheld reverse calculator it was the first electronic educational toy developed by texas instruments Little Professor was first introduced in 76. So this is the predecessor to my graphing calculator. I guess so. Um, The amazing thing is that uh, Texas Instruments managed to make math addictive and fun. There was no (laughs) storyline. Genevieve's looking skeptical. There was no storyline, action, or characters. Um, But it was so new and cool. We loved it all the same. Come on, get more to it. Here's a commercial for it. Hey, this is in our wheelhouse. They have a link to the commercial. (laughs) The wonder of numbers starts here. Texas Instruments Little Professor gives problems, checks answers, keeps score. And TI's Data Man does even more. More games, more excitement, more learning. Oh, there was a like a companion toy that looked instead of like a little professor, it looked like a little robot, and I guess it had different functionality. And the learning can go on with the Texas Instruments TI-30. Oh, these are the all, this is the whole family of Texas Instruments. Interesting. Yeah, so it starts off with little kids playing with their toy calculators, and then it shows like a kind of a high school or college age student using his, uh, his, his newfangled real big boy calculator. Help them find that the wonder of numbers never ends. From the learning center of Texas Instruments, innovators in personal electronics. I'm still a little... Uh, fuzzy on what the little professor does that's so fun but I'll, I assume that it's just one more example of me not not enjoying math. How fuzzy are you? Would you say you're as fuzzy as a piece of soap? I'm fuzzy wuzzy. Yeah, I'm as fuzzy as a piece of soap. Oh, I can't think of a product that I would less want to have be fuzzy. Did I mean, you have, bread, Did I you guess. have speaking spells and speaking math and speak and read? I think at one point I might have had like a used speaking spell. I think those were, we had all three of those. Who's rich now. Right. Um, or who's spoiled now. Uh, and I think those were maybe like, you know, those probably came out like 10 years later. I think Mr. Professor was maybe a predecessor of speak, speaking math. Yeah, probably. Speak and Spell worked so well as a brand, and then Speak and Rap, Speak and Math. I would buy Speak and Rap, though. <laughs> no, Speak and Rap. Speak and Rap. <laughs> All right. Time to get out of here. People, join us. Join the fun, the Facebook group. Go yes. to Facebook. Type in After These Messages Show. You're going to find a group of like-minded people. Uh, Answer the simple up. questions, and are, I will approve you. The simple questions are, are you a robot, and who's the... Who's the, who's the best colonel? Oh, God, we got to get on that yeah, next we'll, week. we'll talk about it next week. Because there are two or three new colonels floating around. We haven't even tracked them. We got to get on that. Uh, also, you can call our voicemail line. Do you have the number there? 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. And the email address is after these messages show at gmail.com. Send more emails. Leave more voicemails. Uh, and engage more on Facebook.
That's my message to you. Anything else, Veeves? Not for me. You want to get out of here? Yeah. Hey, would you ever be interested in doing a 24-hour after these messages? <laughs> We're going to need more listeners. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys next Tuesday. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, Bobos.